Welcome back captains, this is Pavanikolis and today number 81 will try to break the shield of a Spartan. Will he ever make it? Hmm. Welcome to Back to Port. I am your host this week, number 81, and with me I have the man himself, Spartan Elite 43. Go and say hello, Spartan. Hello everybody. I've always wondered, how did you get your logo? I've always been fascinated with the ancient Greeks, uh, especially Sparta. It's a fascinating history and culture behind them. And so Spartan has been my username in literally everything from the time I first got internet back in the 90s. Uh, that's how old I am. Uh, I like their passion and their drive and their willingness to defend everything that they love as far as my logo goes i had some ideas of what i was thinking the movie 300 leonidas that moment where the persians are coming up for the first time and they're all hunkered down behind their shields and just their eyes are peeking over the shields and you see the the just sheer not terror but uh like fierceness in his eyes and uh, i kind of related that with my salty spartan and then I was like, okay, well, I'd like to have the Spartan Shield incorporated in there as well to show that we're kind of a uh, defense rather than an attack. We're, we're kind of just there to hold. And uh, I gave the artist that as my, my thought process. And then what he gave me back was something that just completely blew me away, as you guys see my, my logo. Like, it's fantastic. He, he put the Spartan dead center. You can see the fierceness in the Spartan's eyes. You've got the two... Uh, spears behind him crossed and then you've got the shield behind him as well just kind of wrapping it all together i think i i love it the moment i saw it i just fell in love with the logo i was like that's it that's the one i also heard that uh you seem to be on a diet i wonder uh how's that going it's going well it's going well uh recently i just dropped below 260 i started really changing my diet and everything and started the exercise back at beginning of october and in October, I was 300 pounds, which I've carried for a while. I just want to get ahead of all of the health problems that come with growing older and being overweight. So I figured now's a good time. I'm 34 years old. I'm basically, my life is half over. If you look at statistics, I was just like, all right, it's time to, time to get to work. Time to straighten myself out, try to avoid it. And uh, my blood pressure has come down quite a bit and uh, gotten back to normal. And then my weight, like I said, I've dropped from 300 down to right around 260 at the moment. It's not always straightforward and simple to just, you're not always going to continue to drop. It's just a grind, just like any other grind, you got to stick with it. And if you truly want to make the change, you'll make the change. I mean, it hurt to go do anything. Like I drove forklift in a warehouse and was constantly having to go outside, give truck drivers paperwork, come back inside. There is literally a four step to get back into the building. And it was actually hurting to go up those four steps. So at that point, I was like, okay, I need to make a change. And I dropped 30 pounds back then. And I held that off for over two years until I finally decided this year to, uh, or at the end of last year, to change again and start uh, actually trying to get in. Not necessarily get in shape completely, but just get healthier in general. Any uh, hobbies outside of gaming that you're willing to share? I mean, gaming and YouTube is my main hobbies. Believe it or not, I know it's my job now too, but it is my hobby. I love to game, and that is a thing. But outside of outside of gaming and YouTube, I just enjoy taking pictures. Love taking pictures. If anybody's ever seen my Instagram, I love eating too. So eating ends up being pictures as well. 
But uh, I love taking pictures. I live in the middle of nowhere, so there's a lot of opportunities for good pictures, especially sunrises and sunsets. Uh, sometimes when storms are rolling in, you can get some really good pictures. But just being outside is fun. I enjoy it. Going out into the woods with my dog, my, my buddy Patch. Switching gears a little bit to something a bit more gaming related. How did you uh, end up on Legends? Because I heard that you did some World of Tanks play. You used to be part of that scene. Well, uh, I played World of Tanks console for uh, five and a half years straight. And I recorded World of Tanks console from the end of 2016. It would have been October of 2016 when I finally started doing it. You know, every day consistently, I would do five days a week, two videos a day. So 10 videos a week. And I grew my channel from literally nothing up to uh, 3,000 subscribers at the beginning of uh, literally January 1st of 2019. I hit 3,000 subscribers. And uh, at December, I want to say it was halfway through December, when uh, World of Warships Legends finally allowed us to to release videos of uh, the beta that was going on. or the I guess, Yeah, I guess it was the beta at the time. Uh, but I was an alpha tester with World of Warships Legends. I was always fascinated with World of Warships. I just tried it on PC and sucked. So I was like, okay, I can't do this whole mouse and keyboard thing. I need a controller. I'm a, I'm a console noob through and through. So uh, when World of Warships came out on console, I was so happy. I was just like, finally, I can get away from World of Tanks. Because at that point, I had uploaded over 1,200 videos of World of Tanks console. I really just burnt myself out of World of Tanks console. That's what it comes down to. Uh, I didn't really care for the direction the game was heading with a lot of new updates that were kind of uh, iffy. And so that and on top of that, I burnt myself out was a, enough to push me away from the game. I still drop by occasionally to do it, but uh, not nearly as often. And then World of Warships has just been a ridiculous ride, I'll be real honest. I never expected my channel to grow the way it has. Like, I'm just a normal guy. I upload videos, I enjoy playing the game. And I was just in the right place at the right time and had just enough of a following to catch on uh, and ride the wave. And do you see yourself be continuing to grow your community, like as like your job, or is this more of a hobby? It is officially my job. I officially quit my job back in June, I believe, or July, July. It was July. And uh, I I've officially walked away from my job to do YouTube full time because I got to the point where I was working a lot of hours full time as a forklift driver. And I was putting in a lot of time in my off time to uh, focus on my YouTube channel and try to really grow it. And with both going on at the same time, I was struggling to get either of them to where I wanted to be. My passion is entertainment. I like making people smile. That's that's the reason I got into YouTube. I started the channel not thinking that anybody would watch, like anybody would ever watch a goofy guy from the middle of nowhere. But I thought, well, I see a lot of YouTube channels out there that make some money and make a living off of uh, YouTube, and they aren't necessarily the most entertaining channels in the world. They're monotone, they just drone on. It seems like I, you, you listen to them for five seconds and suddenly you just can't, can't hear, or like you just forget what they were saying. And uh, I was like, well, I'm more entertaining than that. If they can do it, why can't I? So then that's why I started. I, I started with just the basic basics. And this is what I recommend to everybody when you first start out. Okay, you're not gonna make money anytime soon. So get that out of your head. 
YouTube is not a, hey, I'm going to start uploading videos and make money. Uh, you have to get uh, YouTube contributor status or uh, partner, whatever you want to call it, first, which I believe takes a thousand, and they may have just raised it to 1,500, uh, but I think it's a thousand subscribers and something like 12,000 watch hours in six months or something like that, or 12 months. And the watch time is not hard to do. Like, that's super easy. If you upload decent videos, you'll pass that no problem. But getting your first 1,000 subscribers seems impossible. Heck, when you first start getting 100 subscribers, seems impossible. It just seems like you, you log on every day, you're posting your videos, you're, you're doing everything in your power to, uh, to put out good product that you think that people will enjoy, and three people see it. But yeah, so I started with the Elgato HD60. You can find them relatively cheap nowadays, anywhere from $60, $60 usually on eBay or Amazon. Uh, it's a great little starter capture card for anybody that's wanting to get into YouTube. Uh, that's where you start. And then just use your, your mic that you have lying around. You don't need a crazy mic, but I always recommend doing narrations. Even if you don't like your voice, you can work on your voice over time. Have some voice to relate to because uh, that is one of the main drawbacks of channels that don't do narration is that there's no personality there. You've got the videos and you can be an amazing editor and you can get a following, but the people that actually follow you want a personality to follow. And so that's where the, the biggest part of YouTube comes in is even without a face cam, because I've done it without a face cam. I don't really care for a face cam. I don't think people want to look at my ugly face every day. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. But uh, I've done it without a face cam. You just got to gotta believe in yourself, basically. It is awkward when you first start out. I'll give you that. Sitting in your room, talking to yourself like there's somebody actually listening to you is difficult. You don't think it is until you start doing it. But uh, the more, more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get. Uh, but yeah, the Elgato HD60 is how I started. I would upload my videos in beautiful 1080p 60 frames. And I did that for a long time on the worst internet on the planet. Uh, so I think if I can do it, anybody can. It just comes down to consistency is key. Make sure you're uploading at a set time every day or uh, whatever your schedule be. If you want to upload one video a month, Make sure that your one video a month goes up on the same day each month and that at the same time for the, the video post. Uh, and then you've got to get your video to your audience, okay? Especially when building your channel. Now, once you've hit like two to 3,000 subscribers, you don't necessarily have to promote your channel as much. But you still have to get your channel out there initially to build that audience. And so uh, getting that initial burst of, of audience members to your channel that will come back every day and watch your videos or every month and watch your videos, however your schedule goes. That is the hardest thing to do. And you just got to go to forums such as, uh, like if your game that you're playing has a community forum, go to that. Uh, Discord channels, uh, Facebook groups, I, do, I use that a lot, whether it be the World of Tanks console page, the World of Tanks uncensored or console uncensored page, uh, same thing for World of Warships Legends uncensored and World of Le uh, Warships Legends console. I know a lot of people use Reddit. I'm not very versed in Reddit, so I, I don't use that particularly myself, though I do know there is a huge audience on Reddit, uh, but I just don't know that format very well, so I just kind of avoid it because uh, I'm old. But... <laughs> 
but other than that, like it, it's everybody that gets into YouTube to try to make money off of YouTube usually fails because they don't see the returns that they want to see as quickly as they want to see them. And they are not willing to continue the grind that it takes to build your audience. I've built my audience very slowly. Uh, I've been doing my channel for four and a half years, uh, going on five. No, 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 wait. Yeah, going on five, maybe five and a half years at this point. It was 2016. So yeah, this is 2021. This year will be five years in October. So uh, yeah, four and a half years now. I've been building my channel, started with nothing and worked my way up. And so at the end of the day, it's grind just like any game, but it's, it's, it's very rewarding. One of the best things ever is seeing people come back to your videos every day and comment saying how much they enjoyed the video or how much they, they really enjoy what you do. Uh, that's, that pays for itself. And then on top of that, to make a living doing something that you actually love doing uh, seems cliche, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I also have uh, some community questions that we made a post about and people gave us some feedback. Who is Ray asked, uh, how do you feel about the state of the game, the new update, and if anything, what do you think should be improved? Uh, the, the new update has been an interesting one. There's been a lot of new changes all across the board. First thing that I'm unhappy with is the fact that while carriers have not been completely implemented at higher tiers, all of the, the uh, aircraft have been affected because of it. So like if you're tier six and seven playing standard mode your fighter planes that you use for spotting have already had their their uh spotting time reduced from the five minutes it used to be all the way down to what two and a half now so they've had it cut in half that's a huge difference in uh you know being able to spot because you know you guys know as well as we do if you're in a cruiser if you're in a battleship nine times out of ten your your destroyer is just going to rush out and get obliterated right off the bat so you have no spotting and then when you throw up your plane and it's gone almost you know it seems like immediately when you're used to having it for five minutes uh that's that's the biggest change that i'm unhappy with because they didn't really need to do that yet uh because they're not implemented yet if they if they just changed the the a or the aircraft on the ships that are affected by the test at the moment then that's that would be fine for me but the fact that they went ahead and did it to all of the, the aircraft is kind of annoying. But that being said, that's a minor thing. Um, I do like the flak. I don't know if you guys have noticed. I noticed it last night. I haven't really paid that much attention. But like I was sailing around and a uh, spotter plane was above me. My ship started shooting at it with the flak. The flak looks amazing. It really does. It caught me off guard. I was like, dang, that's pretty sweet. But... Uh, but the state of the game, I don't think anything's really changed. They've got a, they, I'm glad that they put the carrier test in its own game mode so that you didn't have to uh, break regular matchmaking for it. So I appreciate that, developers. Uh, but the carriers, I'm glad that they implemented the way they did. They implemented them at their most basic form back from when World of Warships, Legend, or World of Warships on PC uh, first introduced them without the... Uh, top-down strategy game mode that they they did uh but i like that i think that there's a few changes that they need to make as far as tweaking them uh they can be a little bit stronger as far as their their planes go i think uh the dive bombers while they do reward you for actually hitting your bombs i think they're a bit 
weird at the moment, uh, especially when it comes to trying to line up your airstrikes. You get used to it pretty quickly, but that part I think needs to be adjusted a little bit to make it a little bit easier to see, uh, okay, when I start my attack run, where is my target? Instead of giving me a target that's way out there, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm starting my attack run, and then all of a sudden your target is no longer out there, it is now directly under your, or under your plane. Uh, that needs to be adjusted. Uh, put the, if you're going to give me that target, give me the target where it's going to be when I start my attack run. Um, and then as far as uh, being able to control your aircraft carrier, I think you should be able to plot a course. That was something that came out on uh, World of Warships PC back in the day. Uh, you, we have the map feature. There's no reason why we can't use the map to uh, say, okay, my ship, I want you to go to this coordinate right now. That way you can better strategize with your team, follow your team around the map, but keep yourself protected. Uh, but other than that, I, I think I think it's a pretty decent start. I'm glad that they didn't come in completely broken. I actually have played quite a bit of uh, carriers both against and with them. And I, I feel like so far, I like the way they've done it. And I know that they can make small changes to make the carriers a little bit better without going over that tipping point of just absolutely making everybody miserable. SK Moose asks, uh, Hey Spartan, generally curious to know what your top one to three favorite ships to run when you're in standard. Just trying to enjoy yourself. And are you able to just hop into a game to have fun or are you constantly on edge like trying to get like the best plays possible um yami i love my yamato or yamato just to trigger some people <laughs> uh i i love yami it's it's a great ship to take out and just have fun blapping people man it is just it, it makes you giggle if you don't giggle at least once during a yami battle you're doing something wrong uh for that same reason i like shima if you can't giggle at least one time in Ishima, when you throw 15 demon fish out there to, to some random who didn't realize you were there, like, you just, you're not having much fun. And then for the other side of it, one of the, uh, my favorite ships to jump in just to have a good time, Omaha or Marblehead. Both of them. I love the ship. Tier 4, it's just, it's such a fun ship to play. Nothing like coming around the corner, catching a cruiser broadside and hitting them for, uh, five, six citadels of salvo. It's, it's fantastic. Okay, so the way I play the game, I'm always playing for fun. Do I always have fun playing? That's sometimes debatable. When the game gets you, it gets you. And I don't care who you are, I don't care how good you are. I've never claimed to be the best. Everybody knows I get salty. There are times where the game just says no. Those are the most infuriating moments ever because there's nothing you could do about it. You got a broadside destroyer two kilometers away. You've got a full salvo of 16-inch guns ready to go. You shoot them and you miss. If the game says no, the game says no. Any multiplayer online game, I'm super competitive. I, I can't help myself. I just always am trying to outdo A, myself, but B, the other guy, regardless of who it is. And so I'm super competitive in that, that regard, but that's where I have my most fun. There is nothing better than when you are up against the wall, fighting your way out of it, and you somehow pull it off. There's just nothing better. It is the best feeling in the world. Going back to back with your buddy and somehow coming out on top when it was 2v6. Like, really? 
That's insane. And that is one of the reasons that even with all of the frustration that these games bring you, with all of the potatoes on both sides of the ships, like, all of the frustration still gives you those moments occasionally that just keep you here. And that's why I enjoy it. Alahater17 on also asked, um, should CCs in general, uh, in your opinion, portray ships how you truly feel about them or try to take a more community-centric approach and take what the community in general thinks about the ship? So basically, personal view or community view? All right. So personally, because I can only speak for myself, uh, this is the way I feel. I feel that community contributors are the voice of the community, okay? I also feel that it is your job as a community contributor to be as honest as possible, regardless, okay? I know it can be harder, especially for a smaller channel. Uh, trust me, been there, done that. I did it on World of Tanks console and actually got myself soft banned. It wasn't a technical ban and it wasn't a warning. It was just, they went from, uh, okay, we're gonna help promote this channel to, all right, nobody's going to hear about this channel for, it was months, months, all because of as soon as I got into the community contributor uh, program, I got a tank called the Glory IS-5, okay? I hated that tank. It was hot garbage, and I said so, and that's what sparked my Spartan's honest reviews, and now we've turned that into meet the ships for World of Warships Legends, but on uh, World of Tanks, it was Spartan's honest first look, Okay. Uh, I would give my honest feedback on how I feel about a, a tank, or in this case, a ship. And that, I think, gives a lot of people confidence in what they prefer to buy or not buy. And I think that's important. And while initially World of Tanks console was hesitant because I gave such a scathing review of that tank, they were like, okay, well, if this is, I mean, this is the first review the guy does, and the first thing he does is criticize how bad the tank is, and, uh, man, nobody, nobody's going to buy it. Just, okay, so I understand it from a business standpoint, but then you got to look at it from the reverse side. When you give me a tank or a ship that is fun, that is enjoyable, that is worth the price, in my opinion, and I go out and I make a glowing review on that, that thing, sales are going to go up. Because people know that I tell the truth. And when I say my, my opinion on something, people go, all right, well, if, if Spartan can uh, have this much fun in it and he really enjoys it, maybe I will too. And so you've got to check some balance there. For every tank or ship that I hate, there's a lot more that I actually enjoy. And so from that side of things, I think it, it is important for a community contributor to give their honest opinion. If you don't think that your honest opinion is good enough to be heard, then maybe you need to rethink your, uh, your life a little bit because everybody's opinion deserves to be heard. It may not be correct in everybody's world, but your opinion is still your opinion, okay? It's, it's, it's correct to you. So not everybody is going to like the same things about a tanker or a ship. Nobody is the same. Everybody's got different, and it's the same with Legends. How many, how many ships have come out in Legends where you see one, one reviewer, I, I just put it out there, Azuma. Okay, Azuma. I actually enjoy the Azuma. I'm a battleship main. Azuma is technically a cruiser, but it feels consistent to me as a battleship main. 
Um, it's great at kiting. It, it gets broadsides. When it gets a broadside, it can punish with the AP and absolutely wreck people. I posted a video on it where I did 160 plus thousand damage and everybody else hated the ship. It seemed like every review I saw, everybody hated it. They're like, oh, I can't stand this. But you got to think of it from a player standpoint. From a battleship main, I actually enjoyed it. It felt, it felt familiar to me. It felt kind of like a battleship, but it was a cruiser. I knew it was a little bit on the squishy side, but... When you need it to do its thing, it does its thing. It burns people down. It catches them with AP when they give it to you. It is a great ship in that regard. But if you're looking at it from a cruiser standpoint, if you main cruisers and you like maneuverability and the ability to disengage and, and engage at will and be dictating the engagements, that's where you're going to struggle with the Azuma. And so your review of the Azuma is going to be a little bit more harsh because you're used to a cruiser. This says it's a cruiser, and yet you're not happy with it as a cruiser. So everybody's opinion matters because everybody has a different play style. Everybody has different stats of a ship that they prefer in order to complement their play style. Bone Feezy, a bit more of a serious question, asks, um, if you feel like you contributed to the reversing battleship meta and how someone encouraged it i've heard that a lot and i know exactly what they're talking about i really do okay it was a very very early video in uh 2019 it was very early i want to say it was like very soon after i got my iowa so uh, i was on estuary and estuary's very small map and in the video, I even state, in that video, okay, the reason I am reversing at this moment is for this, and I am going to go over here. I'm not going to stay reversing. I'm going to go this way and start pushing and do, do that. Uh, but a lot of people have contributed that to the reason that all these battleships back off and run to the back of the map and stay at maximum range and are just ineffective on a whole. And they seem to blame me for that, which, okay, if that's the case, if you're going to blame me for that, then I will take it. I, I honestly don't think that that's the case. I don't think I'm the reason. I think the reason is that most Battleship players just don't trust their own skill set. Uh, that's just my opinion. Most Battleship players play them because they are the tanky ones. They should be able to, and they do the most damage when you actually hit something. So most Battleship players, especially early on, start out sitting at range. But... As a battleship player learns how to play a battleship, they start to move forward. They start to look for those crossfire opportunities, start to push with their team to attract damage while their team is doing DOT. Like uh, your cruisers are able to set fires while you're absorbing the damage. And as long as you're doing it right, I think that you're going to be better off, especially when you get those juicy crossfires you can only get by pushing. Those crossfires are the bread and butter of battleships. If you don't push, you will never get those crossfires. You will always be shooting at angled slash bow tanking ships. And you will never have those juicy games. But, at the same time, the reason a lot of these guys don't push is because destroyers are extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. There is no real check for destroyers right now. Everybody likes to play rock, paper, scissors, and in theory, yes, that is true. Cruisers counter destroyers, but cruisers can't really counter destroyers because every time they try to counter a destroyer, 
they get obliterated by the battleships that are waiting for them. So, that is the biggest check right now that I think will be solved in the near future if, if carriers get implemented. Because the destroyers are not going to be as sneaky as they used to be. Even if the carriers can't directly destroy them with rocket planes like they do on PC, which are extremely overpowered and everybody knows it, uh, which I'm glad we don't have them here on console, but even if that's the case, a carrier, a good carrier player will find the destroyers and keep them lit up so that the team can get rid of them. And then the other side of that is you have to shoot the destroyers when they're lit. You can't just leave them. Always assume that destroyer is coming for you. Battleships, I'm talking to you. Always assume that destroyer is coming for you. Take him out in accordance with that. You kill him, he can't kill you. It's that simple. Don't trust your teammates to kill him. If you see a destroyer, shoot it. Which of the PlayStation CCs would you want to play with most once cross visions are implemented? I've always said I want to do a, uh, a stream with Teeble. Uh, not just because he's the second largest channel, uh, but I think that the two of us on a stream together with as salty as how we both get, I think that would be hilarious. But honestly, I would love to play with any. I already play with Hive. Hive comes over to Xbox and plays. Uh, but uh, Zarkoon, I really enjoy Zarkoon as well. And Tactic. I, I, I honestly, all of them at this point. Uh, I just wish that they were smart and went with Xbox instead of PlayStation. <laughs> any non-community uh, contributors that you'd like to play with? Any like particular member of the community that just stands out to you? Oh, I run into people all the time. Um, it's, it's hard to remember everybody, but I mean, obviously my, my dude, uh, let him peak my, my, uh, the guy that I run ranked with all the time. Uh, he's, he's a lot of fun, but, uh, hi Cal, I've run into him a lot, uh, both against me and on his team. Uh, plus we've gotten to start playing together here lately. Uh, but we, we've run into a bunch of people out there and it, it surprises me. How many times I'll, I'll jump into chat and say I'm going one side or the other, and next thing I hear is, oh my god, Spartan, is that you? <laughs> it's just, it surprises me how many people are out there that actually know me at this point. But uh, yeah, I enjoy playing with, with folks when I can. Uh, I, when I used to be able to stream, I was able to uh, do subscriber uh, streams where I try to get as many people to play with me in like a four-hour period as possible. And I really enjoyed that. I, li I like to get people into the games with me and just go out and have fun. If you had to pick one ship to add or remove, you know, both, uh, what would it be and why? I mean, Yudachi would be the removal. I think it's just broken. And then to add a ship, I would love Ohio. Ohio looks like it would be so much fun to play. And it's an American battleship at that. So, like, you know, it, it checks all my boxes. But 18-inch uh, guns, just beautiful. I, I want that ship so bad. The other one I would love to see is Des Moines. Because I love my Baltimore. Des Moines would be so fun. And I feel like this is a pretty good question to end off on. But uh, Dodd Durpington, somewhat notorious member of the subreddit, asks, um, Do you wonder how your blaming others for your own choices in the game affects other players? Basically trying to address some of the toxicity that can arise and how you occasionally will point fingers at other players. Here's the way I, I always try to say it. I get salty. I, I, I can't help it. I'm competitive. There's just no other way around it. Sometimes that becomes irrational. Uh, but 
the other side of it is I usually don't just blame others for my my downsides. There's a lot of times where I call myself out for being stupid. You guys, you guys, anybody who's actually watched my channel for a long time knows that I have no problem calling myself out as much as I call anybody else out. If it's a bad player and they're trying, you can tell. They're actually engaging the enemy. They do something stupid like go broadside on. You know, that, that happens all the time. Everybody's done it. If you haven't been caught broadside, you just don't move from your spawn. I don't mind that. What I mind is the people that are there that have the opportunity to do something and they just refuse to do anything. That's what irritates me. And that's what I call out. And that's what I get the saltiest about. Um, and while I understand the point of the toxicity and that's why I have limited myself in chat, I try to make sure that I'm not getting into game chat for that reason because I just can't stop myself. I, I've tried the whole keep the headset on but keep myself muted and as soon as I get upset that freaking mute button comes off and the next thing I know I'm saying stuff in chat and I just try to avoid that at all costs anymore. I, I Most of the time any, anymore I just don't play with my headset on. I just don't. It's, it's not worth it to me. But at the same time, I, I understand where everybody comes from as far as that goes, but you can't sit there and accuse me of being toxic and say that uh, I am extremely negative towards the game and then sit there and say that you've never been. You know what I'm saying? It is a multiplayer online competitive game. You can't tell me that you've never been upset and said something over Mike at all. So in my opinion, if you go on the internet and say, this guy's toxic or this guy says this or this nine times out of ten you've already said it and you've probably said it recently and probably much worse than what i say i at least have a line that i don't cross when i get salty yes i get upset yes i say stupid things like uh i don't understand what you guys are doing why don't you get into the fight and i i use expletives to do, to do that but like I don't cross the line and start calling people just, I don't, I don't call people names, I don't do things like that, I don't try to put anybody in particular down, usually I just call out, you know, hey, I, I wish the battleships in this match weren't 18 kilometers behind me, it would be nice if I had some help, you know, stuff like that, um, but, you know, again, I know that it's an area that I have to work on, and I am trying to actively work towards the, the side of not contributing more to people thinking that I'm a toxic individual or anything like that because it couldn't be farther from the truth. Yes, in a competitive sense, I do get angry. I can't help that. But from a everyday interaction standpoint and what I try to, my goals for my channel and trying to make people smile, that's what I go for. And so I think that overall, the positivity that I put out overrides the negativity. But I understand that the negativity is an issue and that I am working to uh, resolve it. All right. Well, thank you for coming along, Spartan. It's been nice having you here, getting to know the real you, and I hope to see you back again. Turn the time, Captains. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, bringing me over, first of all. I've never done anything like this, so it was kind of interesting to see the, uh, the behind the scenes and how this all gets set up. So uh, thank you for bringing me, and uh, thank Papa Nicholas for also inviting me, and... Also, my channel, you guys should know by now, it is, uh, you know, youtube.com forward slash Spartan Elite 43, and that's, that's my main thing. I also have an Instagram, which is at, or yeah, it's at Spartan Elite 43, all lowercase that time, uh, but I, I just enjoy the game. 
I'm a goofy guy from the middle of nowhere. I'm nobody crazy, you know. I'm new to all of this fancy stuff as much as anybody else is. So the main thing I want people to take away from this is that I'm just a normal guy. There's there's not that much about me uh, that isn't just your guy next door. You know, I just I, I just happen to be next door a long ways away in the middle of a forest. <laughs>